Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 13th of June, the 164th day of 2022, with 201 days ahead of us until 2023. Over the weekend, just south of here, back in 1692, the Salem Witch Trials became officially deadly, holding its first execution by hanging Bridget Bishop. Today in 1777, not-yet-twenty-year-old Gilbert du Mortier, otherwise known as the Marquis de Lafayette, traveled at his own expense to the American colonies and, having no combat experience, was appointed a major general in the Continental Army, where he soon became a favorite friend of the American commander-in-chief, George Washington, though Lafayette quickly rose in stature because of his own meteoric successes in battle. Today in 1865, President Andrew Johnson officially called for the reconstruction of the former Confederate states. Today in 1907, the first automobile race from Beijing to Paris via Irkutsk, Omsk, Moscow, Warsaw, and Berlin was into its third day with the winner, Scipione Borghese, completing the course two months later. Today, in 1920, the United States Post Office decreed that children cannot be sent by parcel post. Today, in 1958, Frank Zappa graduated from Antelope Valley High School in Lancaster, California. Heavenward, for the next couple of weeks, on the cusp of spring and summer, we'll be having our earliest sunrises, and on the other end of the clock, tomorrow and the next day, we'll be graced with the full strawberry moon, which will also be 2022's second supermoon, a full moon that will be closer to Earth than most of the other full moons this year. The strawberry moon is also known as the berries ripen moon, the blooming moon, the green corn moon, the hoer moon, the birth moon, the egg-laying moon, the hatching moon, the honeymoon, and the mead moon. This week we're reawakening the patio garden. Rich soil and terracotta parts are the new homes of Oriental Express eggplant, early jalapeno, and sweet 100 cherry tomato seedlings. And the nearby trellis up the brick wall will guide the several varieties of morning glory skyward. Next, we'll be weeding and pruning the regular garden, still lush with lupin, buttercups, lilies, gorse, evening primrose, and hollyhocks, just across from the patio's blooming beauty bush. These weeks seem like a dream, or as the Spanish Renaissance playwright Calderón de la Barca has it, la vida es sueño, y los sueños sueños son. Life is a dream, and dreams are dreams also. Yet the reality of our days down east hold the wild cards of anybody's guests. For example, with 86 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, how lengthy will the eventual concluding tally be? Will we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's cases when we're only 4% of the world's population? Elsewhere in the world, will then-industrial nations continue to hold second through seventh places? To wit, India with 44 million cases, Brazil with 
32 million cases, France with 30 million cases, Germany with 27 million cases, the UK with 23 million cases, and Russia with 19 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about 28 months ago. The consolation is that, at least for the nonce, the numbers are slowing down. On the fatal front worldwide, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at sites such as Johns Hopkins, now at 6.4 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Data from other sources, such as the New York Times, shows more than 100,000 cases of COVID are announced each day in the U.S., and that the U.S. has sustained more than 3,000 deaths since last week. Not a huge number for some folks. Only an average of 428 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. No matter what, however, the United States continues to be the world leader in COVID's horrific toll. Worldwide, more than 11.7 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today, in 1893, in Oxford, England, Reverend Henry Sayers, chaplain and headmaster of the choir school at Wolsey College, Helen Mary Sayers, the daughter of a solicitor, welcomed Dorothy Sayers into the world. They chose the name Dorothy, which means a gift from God, since Dorothy's father was 40 and her mother over 30, considered old for parenting in 1890. Henry, a classical scholar and musician, was noted for being dull. After her father's death, Dorothy remarked that because he was the owner of a Victorian walrus mustache, she had never seen her father's upper lip. Henry, however, clearly loved his family, as Dorothy affirmed, He bored mother to death for nearly 40 years, and she always grumbled that he was of no companion for her, and now she misses him dreadfully. Today is also the birthday in 1731 of the first First Lady of the United States, Martha Washington, in 1831 of Scottish physicist James Clark Maxwell, in 1892 of British actor Basil Rothbone, in 1903 of National Football League legend Harold Red Grange, also known as the Galloping Ghost, in 1910 of American actress Mary Wicks, in 1926 of American comedian Paul Lind, in 1934 of American model Janet Pilgrim, in 1953 of American comedian Tim Allen, and in 1962 of American actress Ali Sheedy. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the 13th and final week of spring.